Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello, hello, hi everyone. Uh, happy day 25 of the program. How are you doing today? How are you doing this week? Uh, today in the group, we're talking travel. And of course, with Thanksgiving coming up uh, on a Monday, it's perfect timing because I'm also away. So I'm coming at you from the Bahamas right now, a bit of a work trip, uh, making it pleasure though. I just actually got back from the gym. I just got back from the gym. Uh, when I'm away, I like to work out. I also like to drink and eat and all of those things. And even if I spend the rest of my day drinking margaritas or Prosecco, you know, just kind of sets the tone for my whole day. Plus, I like to get up. I like to go for a walk. I like to make the most of my day when I'm away. But when it comes to travel, you don't have to do that. You can just drink all the things, eat all the things. You can just go and book yourself into a nice hotel room and stay in bed the whole weekend. Really, when you travel, it's all about making choices that make you feel good. So because the program spans three months long, we absolutely are expecting people to be taking vacations, to be away, to enjoy holidays days like for example Monday with Thanksgiving coming up like we're not expecting you not to eat the stuffing we're not saying you know make sure you stick to the plan all day you know no man it's Thanksgiving if you want to have the thing if you want to have the stuffing and the potatoes and eat all of the things one day one week even a month really isn't gonna set you back you're on that road to finally and forever it's just a matter of staying on the road you know like you're you're on the road and then you're gonna visit your aunt Sally and you're gonna stop over for Thanksgiving dinner and then you're you're going to get back on the road and continue on your journey. Just because you stop and you have Thanksgiving dinner doesn't mean you're going back to the beginning and starting that drive again, right? So plus you're going to get detours and you're going to have roadblocks and you're going to sit in traffic jams and all of that. Plus a big part of losing your weight finally and forever. If you got questions, load them up. Let's get right rolling on them is really about being calm when it comes to your food choices. So physically lose the weight in a way that's gonna be much easier to maintain, but also mentally. And a big part of learning with this program is not being perfect. It's about having that thing that you wanna have and then recognizing when you get on the scale the next day, like sure your weight might be up, but when you get right back at it, that weight's gonna come right back down. And you know, bites of bits, a few indulgences, you know, some fun vacays here or there are not gonna do anything from stopping you to reach your goal. And then if you do choose to have the thing like be, pay attention the worst thing you can do is have the thing or indulge and do it like this oh my god I'm eating it I'm you know like and just like not being aware of it then you're not even enjoying the thing you're stressing yourself out while you're enjoying the thing like have the thing enjoy it like if you're gonna indulge all day just make a point of tasting all the foods and really enjoying the you know the people around you and the company and whatnot and have the best time and then really pay attention to what's happening in your internal dialogue like if you're eating the thing and then a second later ragging on yourself oh my god why do you eat that I shouldn't eat that okay I'm not gonna eat any of the other things you know and you keep doing that keep ragging on yourself or you know you have the best day then you come home and you're like oh my god I'm so fat I'm so gross like I gotta lose weight like tomorrow I'm not gonna eat anything to try to get ahead like you know getting on the scale the next day berating yourself right like we want you to indulge and all you're gonna say is like that was so worth it oh my goodness that was fun Like you can be like oh I'm so bloated from that but wasn't it good like you know so you really want to 
be aware of that internal dialogue and hit yourself back. When you hit yourself up with a negative thought, you got to hit yourself back with a positive thought. Oh my God, I, I feel so fat and bloated. Okay, but also, you know what? It was so worth it. It was so worth it. You know, today I'm going to drink my water or, you know, I'm going to... I'm going to drink my water. This is not, this is water, not beer. <laughs> this is water. going to drink my water. You know, I'm going to add some extra leafy greens at my meal. Like, I'm not even saying that I'm not going to indulge, but I'm going to make a point of drinking a little extra water. I'm going to add some leafy greens. I'm maybe going to go for a walk and move my body. So my point with all of this is we do not want you stressing, whether you're traveling to your Aunt Sally's or traveling to the Bahamas or you're traveling for work or whatnot, no stressing. Use it as like a learning opportunity. Get to really know yourself. What you're trying to do is make Make change right so you're stepping out of your comfort zone you have to you have to make change in order to see change what you're doing is busting through old habits and issues and associations and creating new ones they're gonna create your new lifestyle now I don't like calling the program a lifestyle to me it's a means to an end there's a start date there's an end date the goal is to lose as much weight as possible in the healthiest way possible obviously in that time frame that's why I like to break it down into digestible chunks so I don't like calling it a lifestyle because when you do people tend to think okay, well, it's a lifestyle. I'm going to have to do this forever. I'm going to have to drink all this water forever. I'm going to have to have leafy greens at every meal forever. I'm going to have to eat six times a day forever. No, you're not. The whole point is that there's a rhyme and a reason to what you're eating now and when and eating dissatisfaction because we're going to mess with that next week. And then we're going to keep messing with it. And we're going to switch up what you're eating and when and all that to eventually get in tune to your body's needs. So what you see when you're doing now is not going to be what you're going to be doing at the end. So we actually want to phase you off into a place where you're in tune with your body's needs. It's telling you what to eat, when to eat, you know, and how much to eat as well. Okay, so four questions. Make sure you are into the four questions. Um, ask those four questions as many times as possible. The whole goal is to have that be second nature. I don't have to ask myself any questions because I just, it just, my brain just thinks that. I can see the waiter coming a mile away with my food and I know if it's going to be like too much, not enough, or I'm going to, you know what I mean? So asking those four questions just helps you get in tune and bring that awareness. All right, let's get into these questions. Uh, some of you guys saying hi. I'm actually in the Bahamas right now. I'm staying at Atlantis. Um, we're shooting some fun videos and some posts. Yay, me. <laughs> um, so it's definitely work. Uh, also a bit of pleasure. We're definitely had a, having a lot of fun. I was just saying I came from a workout uh, today, and that's where we're talking about travel. Um, so it's Thanksgiving. How are you feeling about that? Are you nervous? Um, you know, I'm not worried about the food part. Like, to me, like, it's not about the food. I'm not worried about anyone eating the food. You can eat all the things. It's more about also, you know, it can be a nerving when you've gone and you're in the pursuit of change or you're on a, you're on another diet and so part of the conversation that we're gonna be having moving forward is really about conversations with other people things that people are saying to you while you're on your journey like you you know you may have someone in your life your entire life has told you that you need to lose weight and now you that you've been at this for longer than two days they're like oh you're still doing that like oh you know is this healthy is that healthy and then you know the same person in your life who's told you you're fat you need to lose weight is now telling you like oh you're on that diet diets don't work so it can really be a lot of mis messages you can have lost you know 20 30 40 50 60 pounds if you're a returning member and go you know to Thanksgiving and not have anyone say anything like that also is a thing right so so my piece of advice this weekend is please do not stress and in terms of like what people are saying to you remember it's their own thing like you just got to show up and do what works for you and make the choices that make you feel good at the end of the day but this is definitely a topic that we're going to talk a lot about is sort of handling like people's comments and stuff in your life especially when you're losing weight who wrote that? I'm nervous. Where is that? Who wrote that? I'm going to scroll down. Uh, I'm nervous I have to cook Thanksgiving dinner without you. <laughs> Hi, babes. <laughs> Do you miss me? 
Tony, I missed you. That was Tony. I was like, who's nervous about what? You're going to do great. I never really help you anyway. I never really have you. So I'm flying in on Monday. Tony's cooking. Tony's doing the whole Thanksgiving dinner. So I get to fly back on Monday and get to have Thanksgiving. Oh, I miss you. I miss you so much. Um, Tony and I are never really apart. So <laughs> this is kind of the first time in a while that we um, haven't traveled together or been without each other. Hi, babes. Um, Annette, good morning. It looks like you're enjoying some sunshine. Your face is a little flush. You look fabulous. I just worked out. I went to the gym. I went to the gym. Um, plus, it's super hot here, um, so that's why I look a little flush. Hi, Marnie. Good morning. Uh, way to go on the morning workout. Getting it done first thing is best. Makes you feel productive. Doing great. Have entered detox and feeling like this is going to bring me to my new lowest low. Okay. So I love this. Um, so detox, we have a post coming out, I think next week, that's all about supporting the body in detox. So, you know, we are three weeks in right now, right? Yeah. Three weeks in right now, we're going to be rolling into week four. So you've been at this for a while, especially if you've done prep week. So when you make change that can be very stressful on your body. So, you know, even though it's healthy change, you're drinking more water and you eat more greens and you're doing all this stuff, change is still change and change is still stressful on the body. So now the body's starting to calm down. And a lot of you are feeling like with being consistent, you're feeling the boredom, right? Like the same thing every day, that kind of thing, which is mentally, yes, it's the same thing every day, which means it's becoming routine and your body's getting used to it. So things are really, really calming down. And this is where you really want to bring in that awareness and get into. And that's why we're asking those four questions this week. And then, you know, next week we're going to be messing with those portions. But at this point, even if the scale isn't moving, you're kind of getting a sense about how your body is adjusting to the program. And then when your weight does start moving, you really want to understand the scale and how that works. So it's normal for your weight to go up. It's normal for it to, um, you know, after you hit that new low for it to go back up. So it's and that, and a lot of times that really deters people from continuing to do the things. They're like, oh man, like I lost the weight, then it went back up. And you know, especially if the scale hasn't moved for you yet, that can be really unnerving because you're waiting for it to move and then it moves and then it goes back up the next day. And you're like, oh, this. You know what I mean? So the fact that it's going down means that your body's heading into detox. It's releasing the fat. When you pee, when you poo, when you breathe, you sweat, it's focused on releasing the fat. So you want to keep it there. Now I know some of you are like, I feel awful when I detox that, you know, that it's essentially should get better. Although sometimes it pops up more at the end. Um, but it, you know, even if you do feel like detox symptoms more than, you know, the average person, at least it gives you insight and lets you know what your body's focused on. Right. And, and other diets, I say, you know, you got to starve yourself, deprive yourself, berate yourself, do all of the count, weigh and measuring those things this you're just feeling the natural release of the fat or what fills you know your fat cells as it's being released has those toxins in it not to be too you know woohoo about toxins and stuff like that but at the end of the day that's how you feel so when that scale goes down you have to assume it is still dropping for another three to four days, sometimes even longer. Sometimes people will drop like for a whole week, little bits, no matter what happens. Because sometimes the scale will go down and then it will go back up because the body's retaining water. It's in, it's in detox mode, so it's retaining water in order to continue to release the fat. So the scale will go up and sometimes it will stay up there for like three or four days. And then what happens, the person like keeps working and all of a sudden it'll drop and it'll drop down like three pounds. And then you're like, oh my goodness, I lost three pounds overnight. No, you didn't lose three pounds overnight. What happened is your body, you've been dropping all along and your body's been retaining water. So you're not really seeing your new, your number on the scale because the body's retaining the water. So the 
scale is up. So this is where you got it like journaling and keeping track or you're using our app is really key because it helps you to understand your pattern. Do you always see that drop and then it stays up for a week and then you lose three pounds? Or maybe you're a person who drops and it keeps dropping, keeps dropping, keeps dropping little bits each day and then it goes way up like four pounds. You're like, what the heck? I was down to like a, like a new, 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 new low and now I've like gained it all back, which you didn't gain it back, just the body retaining water. And then you have to factor in all the reasons why your weight is up, right? Salty food, hard to digest food, alcohol, you know, all those little things, which is like not, you know, you don't want to like avoid those things, but it's just going to happen naturally, right? So, so supporting the body in detox. So once that scale starts to move, you got to show up and you got to try to keep it there. So this is where you want to try to be consistent. And I know so many of you still counting your weighing and measuring. <laughs> Stop doing that. It's going to mess you up, especially next week. So a lot of times when the scale starts to move, people feel inclined to pull back to I'm gonna if I just eat less and I you know if I do the things that when I dieted before eat less exercise more while the scale is moving that's actually going to get the scale moving in even even more and in fact that can have a major backlash that's your body releasing the fat I don't need it let me get rid of it because you're giving me the resource and the time the platform to do that and then you go back into starving yourself all day and your body then has to switch gears and rather than release the fat it's thinking it's not getting enough because now it has to draw on the fat and use your emergency fat reserves for energy so that sends the opposite message you work so hard in being consistent and getting your body to get to a point where it's like hey I can get rid of this fat I don't need it and then it's dropping and then you do you you force the body to use your fat reserves because you stop eating that day or you think eating less is more or if I skip a few meals it's gonna give me a head but it's all about the message now that you're sending to the body the body was like let's release the fat we don't need it and then you the next day are like we need it we need it there's not enough food coming in that's why we're relying on our fat reserves so that's why it's really important and I know it's counterintuitive because that scales moving you think let me eat less exercise more that's what you've been taught it can actually that's gonna stall your progress rather than indulge it so, you know, people think when they indulge, it's going to stop the scale from moving. It's not going to stop the scale from moving. It'll probably have your weight up. But if your body's already heading into detox, right, and it's, it's already focused on releasing the fat, if you have that thing, chances are it's the salt in that thing, you know what I mean, or whatever that might be, that has your weight up the next day. And and this is why people, people when they weigh, weigh themselves on Monday after indulging on the weekend, they'll be like, oh, my goodness, my weight is the same. It should be up compared to what I ate. Or there's some, which it it is down. It's just up. So your weight is up, but it was actually down. So you get on the scale on Monday, and if you think, oh my God, my weight should be way up, and it's not, it's the same. Chances are it's actually on the way down because your body is, your your weight is actually up, which means your real weight is actually lower than that. Or a lot of people will indulge on the weekend, and then they'll be surprised that the scale is down. So once your body heads into detox, it's hard to stop that. And that's why I'm not worried about a few bites of bits here or there. Like, you want to follow the food plan, be consistent, and then any extras or extras. And so that, with this weekend, like I said, if you find Find yourself indulging the worst thing you can do is not eat after because then you're not stimulating your digestive system you're just like it's you're just slow in the process so if you overindulge the best thing to do is just to get right back at following that food plan because that that eating so often which is not normal um, forces your body to work hard to process and digest your food right so you got I eat lunch right? My body works hard on processing and digesting that. If I overeat at lunch, then the best thing for me to do is have that veg snack, which they're hard to digest, which starts my digestive system again. And this is where the body's like, yo, we got food coming in. Let's work on processing the food that you just ate out. Do you know what I mean? 
and utilizing that. All right, let's get to see some questions. Hi, Beth. Good morning. Uh, felt like I fell, fell off the rails last couple of days, but regrouping today. Yeah, that's going to just happen. That, and that's what it is. Like life smacks you in the face. You get sidetracks. You hit detours and roadblocks and whatever. Do you know what I mean? This is why as we enter into the holiday season, it's a great idea to pull out your calendars and not the calendars that mark off. I know, I know so many of you got those calendars, right? You're marking off the weight that you've lost or haven't lost and you want to lose 60 pounds by the end of the program. If you didn't have to lose 25 by now, then you got to lose like 45 in the back end. You got to do this. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Cause I know you do. I did it. I did it. Um, but you do want to pull out your social calendars for the sake of seeing what you have coming up. So I know that I'm going to go here next weekend and then I, I have like, you know, um, then I have, you know, a couple weekends and I got another event. So I'm going to make sure I'm on this week and then I'm going to enjoy this weekend. And then next week I'm going to, you know, kind of really make a point of keeping it together because I have know that I have some indulgences or things I want to indulge in. So make a plan for yourself. Those weekends that you know you can stay on track and those other weekends where you know you're going to want to indulge and make wiggle room for that. So make a plan. Make a plan. Uh, evening snacking is killing me. Round two, and it's way more of a mental game. Yeah, Heather, it totally is. So this can be sabotage, right? This can be sabotage. Could be a couple things. Revisit your why. Revisit your why. First of all, watch, read this, read the fresh eyes post. I'm going to crack this open. It's water, not a beer. Just for, <laughs> I'm not drinking a beer at 920. Although I totally would drink a beer at 920. <laughs> I'm not drinking a beer at 920. Um, so, so second time around, definitely more of a mental game. You know, you can do it, especially if you've been successful, right? You're back. That's like, ah, wouldn't we all love to lose our weight in the time frame that we have? But most people have to come back. So you're back. Remember when you are back, even just following half ass, you're still, you're still solidifying the weight that you've lost. So there's an end helping the body get healthy and address issues. So there's a lot of benefit to that. Even just showing up and being mindful and aware of the fact that you keep sabotaging yourself or indulging in the bites of bits at night, just bringing that awareness to what you're doing. That's still, that's still a win. That's still a win. So snacking at night. Once what I think you should do is just, is just cold turkey it. I'm maybe not what's today Thursday maybe not going into the Thanksgiving I don't know but cold turkey it. and if you can get three days under your belt where you just don't eat cut make a cutoff time 7 p.m. make it realistic don't make it like 5 or anything like that like 7 p.m. 8 maybe even 8 p.m. after 8 p.m. I'm not snacking because what's gonna happen is that you're gonna catch on to how you feel the next day when you eat it late at night you just wake up you're slow you're sluggish your, your body has to focus on digestion remember our sleep expert we talked about this rather than getting that deep in that REM sleep and the body can repair and make change. So if you can string along three days where you don't eat, you're going to feel so amazing. You're going to be like, oh my God, it feels so much better. So then, then you're thinking ding, 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 ding. It's a benefit, right? Like not eating at night, benefit, right? To it. Also, maybe have some tea, switch up, switch up, go for a walk, like whatever that routine is that you sit down and you eat or you snack or whatever that is, like switch it up. And maybe not forever, but switch it up for a couple of days. Because once you catch the vibe of, you know, you know you've been there, you're feeling good, do you know what I mean? You're rocking the program, like you can feel your body change, you're noticing a change, you're feeling really good, you're waking up, you're full of energy, right? You can get back to that. And, and if you've done it before, it happens real fast. That's the beauty of doing the program and repeating. The body doesn't ham and haw and be like, oh, I'm just going to keep you feeling like shit and craving things, right? The other thing is address the craving. Are you actually hungry or is it habitual? Or are you craving something? So, you know, bump up your nutrient choices during the day. Also, if you're a repeat member, 
You might be coming into your portions thinking, I've got to keep them small. My portions were this small when I finished the last program, so I've got to keep them small. When you don't, you want to be in tune to your body's needs. Your body's working at more optimal levels, so chances are you could need more portion-wise. Some days less, some days more. So remember the one egg, three egg rule. One day you might need one egg, and you're like, oh, I'm not even hungry, good, but I'm going to eat some protein just because it's a benefit. One day you might be like, I'm not hungry at all. I'm just going to totally skip it today. And then the next day you might need three eggs, four eggs. You're like, oh my God, I'm so hungry today. I, you know, I had this one egg not doing it so remember it doesn't matter where it's your second your third your fourth your fifth time around or even your first portions are always 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 what they feel like and not about what they look like so that could be a thing also if you're craving sugar it could be water also remember if you're extra hungry heading into the night that that's a sign of detox so being extra hungry even though you're doing all those things during the day could actually be a sign that your weight is about to move the next day right so remember i know there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot to think about this is there's so much to think about that's the maximizing post that we did like constantly juggling all these balls managing your stress managing your sleep keeping what are your cravings what are you doing making foods nutrient rich being consistent adding those leafy greens drinking the water making sure you get into bed early like there's a lot of shit that you've got to do to maximize your efforts the good thing is though is that a little goes a long way so you don't have to do them all and do them all perfectly but a little will go a long way so that's what i would think um make sure you're doing what you need to do during the day bumping up the water adding in good fats right um make sure you understand that being extra hungry could be a sign that the scale is moving so you want to capitalize on that switch up your routine at night if you're fine because that could be habitual cravings like you do this thing every night that's where you sit down and you used to snack right and then watch that fresh eyes post man i'm telling you doing the program again you absolutely have the advantage but definitely a mental game sometimes people crush the first program and then as as they actually believe that they can reach their goal this is when they start to sabotage themselves like as soon as they some people sabotage themselves in the beginning they can't they can't deal with the pressure they can't deal with the one more thing like this like they 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 just don't they're just like i can't fail again so they just end up they crack right like this is not happening fast enough you're into quick fixes and 20 years later you're still doing a quick fix and nothing is working for you you know like that's a that can be a sabotage like you your you, your heart can't take it if this isn't going to work for you and if it doesn't work for you like from the get like it did with other programs then you get freaked out and that's the thing so you lose weight so quick on those other diets because you're starving and you're depriving and you're you know a lot of that's water weight it's not water weight on this program because look at all the water you're drinking so you want it you want the experience to be different you want it to be different right so and then some people as soon as they reach the end then they just start sabotaging the crap out of themselves because a lot of times when we're nervous we can actually you know am i gonna now that i've lost the weight am i gonna gain it all back so then people start stressing about that we're gonna worry about maintenance in the end we got a whole maintenance group if you want to join it we make sure that you are good to go maintenance you don't have to join the group we want to make sure maintenance is our total gym so we're, we're definitely going to cover that but a lot of people will sabotage themselves so it could be a bit of sabotage um that's happening well when i reach my goal i'm going to do this and this and this and this i'm going to date i'm going to go for this job i'm gonna try i'm gonna do all these things and then sometimes that freaks people out because they're getting close to reaching their goal and now they have to do all these other things one last thing and i know this is a lot is your why why are you here so you've done a lot of work and if you've done the program before it's no joke right like you're making change physically mentally all of that so even though you know it may only be three months four months later and you're back at it again your why might have changed like, why are you continuing to show up every day? Why are you doing this? And because you're what a lot of people come into this program using the same why that they used 20 years ago to fit in that bikini on that trip that they went on 20 years ago. You know, like they don't reassess. Why are you here? Why are you putting yourself through this? Like, it's not a punishment. This is an opportunity to lose your weight finally and forever. This is an opportunity to do that, making yourself healthier. This is an opportunity to, you know, address those health issues on a whole other level. This is an opportunity to get more in tune with yourself. This is an opportunity to prioritize your own self 
yourself in your own life. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not a punishment. And a lot of people see it like that because they're coming in here with that same old diet mentality. So taking time to really assess your why. Also an end game. A really strong end game. There has got to be an end to your journey. You have to define it. When? What is it? When is the end of my journey? Do you know what I mean? I'm going to show up. I'm going to capitalize. I would like to lose X amount of weight. If you don't, great. You got to keep on driving. What? 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 Not. But you have to visualize an end. There, you cannot leave your weight loss journey open ended. You have to visualize that there's going to come a time where you're going to wake up. You look good. You feel good. You're going to go about your day, and you're not going to have to worry about losing weight. Now, your weight's always going to fluctuate. Definitely, your food choice is going to impact how you feel you know that kind of thing but then you're not you don't have to lose that weight you're in tune and even if you do for whatever reason you know how to you know how to lose weight in a healthy way so do you know what I'm saying so it's not like this is a whole magic pill and then you get to that weight and it's just a matter of being mindful like wake up look good feel good I don't stress about my weight it fluctuates a lot if my weight kind of goes up a little bit because I'm indulging I like get back on track you know it's as simple as that so we have techniques for that we have techniques to help you manage um but uh, at the end of the day, there could be a lot of reasons why you're having a hard time not snacking. I hope that helps. Uh, I know there's no measuring and weighing, which is amazing, but can I have a guideline on how much maple syrup I can add to my yogurt? Nope. Uh, it's my only sugar added item of the day. Then I wouldn't worry about it. I would just listen. If you think you're using too much maple syrup, you're using too much maple syrup. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's also the only sugar. I mean, you're not, it's not the only sugar you have in your day. Your foods, everything, your, all your carbohydrates break down to sugar, but I know what you're saying, added sugar. No, we don't. Like, what is, what is, I don't know you. You just, you didn't tell me. I love your question, by the way, but I don't know how tall you are. I don't know how much you weigh and how much weight, like I don't know the size of your body to sustain how much sugar or honey, your glycogen, like your body needs to store. I don't know anything about you. I don't know if you've worked out today. I don't know, like, I don't know anything about you. This is why I can't tell you how much sugar you can have. This is where you might be resistant to asking the four questions and just, you know, like if you're worried about a little honey, first of all, don't be, don't be worried about a little honey or a little maple syrup added to your yogurt. Like what I would focus on is the yogurt, make sure it's, you know, good quality yogurt, avoid the low fat, no fat. Um, make sure buy yogurt, maybe that doesn't have any added sugar. If you, if, if you, if you, if you, if you have yogurt that has fruit, fruit in it, I'm not worried about that. Load it up with the, um, hemp hearts, you know, chia seeds, like bump up the protein value, have a, you know, bump up the protein value. I'd focus on that. And if you want to add a little bit of sweetness to it, I would add a little sweetness to it. I honestly wouldn't worry about that. Nitpicking, let me tell you, how much maple syrup or honey you are adding to your yogurt in the morning is going to have probably zero impact on your end game. It's, it's not the honey. It's not that. It's drinking the water. It's consistently following the food plan. It's asking the four questions. It's being in tune, right? So, so I honestly wouldn't stress about that. I'm, I'm not going to give you a number. I'm not going to give you a number. <laughs> not. Because as soon as you think numbers, where do you go? Outside of yourself. It's a number. It's a number. I need to know, like, you know, now you're, now you're looking, right? How much I'm looking at my portion size. I'm looking at the amount of this. I'm looking at that focus on it on going high protein as possible. And then adding a flavor. So as soon as you think numbers, counting, weighing, measuring how much you, you literally go outside yourself. It's just like, it's in here. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're pouring the whole thing of maple syrup over your yogurt, then chances are, you know, right? Like, you know that, you know, like the other day someone asked about lemon water and coffee. And they're like, well, I know this is a totally different thing, but this is where, where I'm going with this. Um, they're like, you know, when I have the apple cider vinegar water in the morning, it makes my coffee like not taste great. Like I can, I love having my coffee first thing. Can I have my coffee first thing? Well, who the fuck doesn't love their coffee first thing in the morning? But the point is when you drink coffee first thing in the morning, what do you crave? Muffins, donuts, like, you know what I mean? Do, how does it feel to drink the apple cider vinegar after your coffee? Not really great. And that's the whole point of it is that when you start your day with water, not even coffee, 
coffee. Just water if you want and add some lemon to it. It cleanses the palate. You're more likely to crave what? More water, right? And then you're more likely to crave what? What? Cleaner food. I hate that word clean, by the way. It's not cleaner foods, but I'm talking not a donut, not a muffin, not a sugary thing, like actual real nutrient-rich foods is you're more likely to crave it. So, you know, we would all love to, uh, you know, just have our coffee for a thing, but that, that's, in, my point is, she kind of knew. She asked that question. She knew. Like, you don't have to ask us to know. <laughs> Come on now. And so the same thing with anything. Like, people are like, well, can I have, how much fruit can I have, like, throughout the day? How much, you know, how much this can I have? How much that can I have? Is this too much? If you think it's too much, it probably is too much. You know what I mean? There's so many other things that you can do. But as long as you're being reasonable about it, I honestly wouldn't stress. Just enjoy it. What you're going to find, this is even, this is, a, this is a funner conversation. What you are going to find is that your taste buds will be more enhanced and you will use less and less sugar. So this is really what you gotta watch out for. Like you can use however many sugar, sh much sugar you're using. And same thing in your coffee. So I'll get clients who will say to me, oh my goodness, my coffee is so sweet, what's going on? I'm like, well, your, your taste buds are more enhanced. Like your taste buds are also a way of your body letting you know when your food is, you know, you've, you've eaten enough. If you were to grab a chocolate bar today, and you eat the first piece, it's so yummy, right? And then you eat the second piece, it's good. It's not as good as your first piece. And then the third piece, right? By the fourth, fifth piece, if you, if you actually think about it, you're not even tasting it anymore. Because what happens is your taste buds actually shut down. Your taste buds shut down and we're like, we've had enough. We, 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 we're good. We've had enough. We're at our like limit, you know, sugar-wise, like whatever that might be. We're good. So your taste buds are even there to help you determine your satisfaction levels. Because if you notice when you're really hungry, first bite, so good. And then as you keep eating, you know what I mean? You keep trying to get that same satisfaction from your food. It doesn't taste as good. That's because your taste buds are saying, I'm done. So your, your taste buds are now waking up. A lot of you will notice that things are sweeter and saltier and all of those things because that's, you know, a big part of your body making those associations and communicating with you but I have so many clients who are like my coffee is so sweet oh my goodness my coffee is so sweet and I'm like oh yeah well your taste buds enhance the next day my coffee oh my god my coffee is so sweet what is that I'm like it's your taste buds enhance and then like the third day oh I can't I cannot believe how sweet my coffee is I'm like why don't you use less sugar <laughs> it may seem so simple, but people get stuck on habits. They, they, they use that same pack every day. They get the cream, they put, in their, they put their sugar in it. You get your yogurt, you, you put the maple syrup on it. And then what happens is it becomes so sweet. And then people are like complaining, it's so sweet, it's so sweet, it's so sweet, but it never occurs to them to simply use less. It's, it's such a simple thing, but we are so habitual. Like we, everything is based out of habit. So we just keep doing the same thing every day. And so some of you who are packing your, your lunches that you used to pack every day, what's going to happen? You're going to pack the same size. And some people even say, oh my goodness, I'm packing my lunch, but I can't even eat it. What do I do? I'm like, you leave it. <laughs> you can pack the same size every day, but don't be surprised. One day you might eat the whole thing. The next day you might just have a few bites of it. Like that is normal, right? That's normal. So that's one thing I would watch. It's like the same thing goes, oh, yay, Starbucks. The ladies just brought me a Starbucks. Thank you. Um, where was I? What was I talking about? I was just talking about coffee and sugar in my coffee. What's in my coffee? Two raw sugar, 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 sugar and cream. We <laughs> there you go. Perfect timing. Hi, Natalie. Down two. Not a great day on plan yesterday due to being on the road. Uh, doing my best. Today is on par. Have a great day. Okay, yeah, I love this. So a lot of you are going to be hitting the road. It's going to be hard to get that water in. I opened this like, what, half hour ago? I still haven't drank it. Um, you know, we don't want you stopping to go to the bathroom. Like, at the sake of your sanity and your family's sanity, if you go a long drive, there's no point in drinking that water and then, like, hitting the bathroom every five minutes and pulling over. So don't worry about it. And then when you get to your destination, this is where you can be like, okay, you know, obviously we don't want you 
drinking more than that liter an hour. I mean, if you do, it's not a big deal. You're going to be fine, but you don't want to consistently like be just like downing the water trying to get it in. But just make a point of being like, okay, I just drove for two hours, three hours. You know, I haven't had any water. I need to start getting my water. And so just be mindful about it. That's that's all it is. It's just you know try to be you know mindful and get that water in. Like me when I'm away right now, I'm the worst at drinking water. I already made a point of getting you know a couple glasses and bottles in this morning. I've been up early because I know I'm going to be out in the hot sun all day, right? And I'll probably suck at drinking water most of the day because I'll be drinking Prosecco or something else. Um, but just don't worry about like driving at the sake of, you know, at the sake of your sleep and, and your sanity, don't stress about getting the water in if you can't get the water in because you're on the road and you're doing a lot of traveling. Just make a point of trying to get it in. Are we supposed to stop eating when it's dark? Do you have any advice while seasons turn darker and darker? Yeah, so we have a whole post on that. <laughs> we have a whole post. Um, there's a lot of information. I don't know who's who's seen what and where you're at. But um, so this is why if you go into the book, it's really great. Um, or into the group, go to the go to the welcome index. Sorry, the welcome guide, and in there is a program index. So it talks about all the different things that we talk about. Uh, what we we talked about. What if you're in the book? Obviously, it has a table of contents that goes to whatever you know where that page is in the book. Um, so we did have uh, fall, um, seasonal changes and tweaks. Um, obviously, as it gets darker, I mean the summer is great because you can obviously push your your day longer. Right, it gets dark eight at nine o'clock, so you can eat at eight o'clock. It's no big deal. Um, obviously, as soon as it gets darker, I mean, in the winter time, our bodies are meant to kind of slow down and hibernate. And this is where the darker the darker days would drop your vitamin D levels. Right, so your vitamin D levels would naturally drop because it gets darker, and then what happens is those vitamin D levels drop. Your body gets the message to store fat because it's trying to keep you warm for the winter time. So this is like the body still functions at a very primitive level. This is also why you start to crave heavier, heartier foods. Like if you're forcing yourself to eat a salad every day and what you really want is chili, you're not really you're not doing any kind of service to yourself. If you really feel like you need your foods need a little bit more oomph and you're forcing yourself to eat salads every day and you you feel like unsatisfied, you're not doing yourself any and a, a service here. Add some quinoa to it. Add some rice to it. Add some potatoes to it. Have a chili. Have a soup. Have, you know what I mean? Have a stew. Those kinds of things. Um, you definitely want to help your body adjust to the seasons. This is why it's really key to get on that vitamin D because you know one of the vitamin D does so many things in the body. But from the most simplistic level, it tricks the body into believing it's like summer year round where your vitamin D levels are up and there's no need to store that fat. Um, so so as the days get shorter, obviously, like I live in Toronto, like Canada, and so it can get darker like four o'clock. <laughs> in the evening um obviously i'm not going to eat at four o'clock because we really don't like if you go to a cottage and there's no tv right like if you like tony and i we went to stay at our friend's house um they had a, they have this tree house that we stayed in there's no tv there's no nothing you know like if we, unless you're watching something or on your phone like you're gonna go to bed you, it's like you go to the cottage same thing you're just like the fresh air people say it's the fresh air i mean no doubt fresh air is doing it but when you're not being stimulated by electronic devices and have all these reasons to stay up you're more likely to, to go to bed um, and that's a big part of that. Your body starts producing the melatonin when it gets dark out. And then, so you do want to eat as close to dark as possible. So I, you know, I try to avoid like eight o'clock. So if you normally eat at seven, maybe push that to six, you know, um, it, you can, you can sort of do it depending on when you go to bed, but it, it's not really, it, it doesn't matter whether you go to bed. Like if soon as, as soon as it gets dark, your body's pumping that melatonin out to kind of wind you, wind you down. Um, so you want to eat as early as possible after dark, but you don't have to be crazy pants about it. Like if you, if you eat at four o'clock and then you go to bed at like 12, then obviously you probably will be hungry because you're going to be awake. So that's the thing. Your body produces melatonin and it winds you down. But if you're awake 
and you're watching TV and you're stimulated, your body will be like, hey, yo, if you're going to stay up, you might want to think about eating. It's not that you need to eat because by the time you ate, so say 10 o'clock, right? 11 o'clock, you're hungry. Your body's like, oh, you sh I see you're awake. You should think about eating. This is where you can say, okay, well, thanks. I'm going to go to bed. If I eat something now, it's going to not be any use to me until two hours from now. And by one o'clock in the morning, I'm going to go to bed. So that's where you kind of have to, you know, kind of, kind of recognize that. So it sort of bedtime does factor in, but at the same time, it's really after dark. Cause even if you ate at five o'clock and you're still up and you're hungry, you don't necessarily need to eat, especially if you've been eating all the food throughout the day, your, your energy levels are topped up. And unless you're going to do something and be super active, it's not like you're draining those, your, your, your reserves. Cause you're not really doing anything, especially if you're just lying in bed watching TV, but your body will come in and check on you and say, Hey, if you're going to stay awake, you should probably think about eating. And you're going to be like, no, man, I'm good. I'm going to bed. So I, I really don't need to eat. Right. So as, as close to dark as you possibly. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm never really finding that the bumps and lessons along the way, uh, I am really finding that, hi Sarah, Sarah, hi Sarah, hi Sarah, um, Sarah, 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 Sarah Tomini, um, we've, we've had her on and spill the tea, um, she's, we've highlighted Sarah and her journey, she's over on Instagram, um, use that hashtag Livy Losers, if you're looking for people to follow who are doing the program, we have some people who've been doing the program, hugely successful, um, and really sharing all sorts of tips and real insight into the program, the process, I mean, it's great to hear from me, it's great to hear from my team, but I think it's really great to connect with other members as well, if you're into that, um, you should definitely find Sarah, um, she's on Instagram, uh, I am really finding that the bumps and lessons along the way are essential to get wherever the end might be for me. Yeah, it, it's all part of that. It, that's it. it. That's what it is. It's not losing the weight. If you just blindly follow what I tell you to do, you're going to lose the weight. If you just do all the things, you're going to lose the weight. But to me, the big part of sustainability is what you're learning along the way mentally. You know what I mean? That's the, that's, that's the most work. The learning has never accompanied any diet or weight loss plan I've ever done. So this is key for me. Learning to understand my body and my brain is amazing. Yeah. So this is where, you know, this is where I, I've spent 30, if you go on my LinkedIn accounts, like 33 years, but it's probably longer than that, where I've actually been helping people hands-on lose weight. And there's a lot of pressure in that. When someone pays you money to help them lose weight, I'm not just a corporation where you pick up the phone, you bitch to anybody. Like, people don't lose weight. It's on me. I'm the one who needs to help them lose the weight. And so I've learned a lot. And what I used to do with clients, um, and this is why a big part of the Facebook group is here and be able to ask questions because I know the kinds of questions that people will have. Um, that's why it's so important to have a whole team um, you know, I am here to answer, here to answer your questions. But when I work with personal clients, I'd have them text me all day, every day. How would they feel when they woke up? I would get hundred mess, hundred, hundred mess. I get thousands of messages a day. I got so, I get so many messages a day. Um, but that's how I worked. And I was really grateful for that. It might seem like a lot for you guys, but I was able to be a mom and be at home with my kids and be able to work. But I digress. 
Um, people would send me like how they felt in the morning, their bowel movements, when they had bowel movements, how they were feeling, what they were craving, like the more information from a client, the better, because I could really assess where they're at. When I talk about journaling, so this is why I'm trying to teach you how to journal and look for those patterns of behavior, because that's what I look for when I was helping people one-on-one. So I would, I would know what their weight is, how they were feeling. I would look back at the day before and be like, okay, well, you've been on plan for a couple, like you've been on, not on plan, but you've been on it, you know, really working this for a couple of days. How are you feeling? Oh, not so great today. I'm bloated. I have a headache. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, okay. Look back at the day's food before, you know, it's be like, everything looks good to me. And then I would say to them, chances are your weight's going to start dropping over the next couple of days and bang. And then they're like, oh my God, you're magic. You're a mind reader. And I'm like, no, it's just, I know the signs. And you, if I can cross reference what you are doing with how you are feeling, what's happening on the scale, I can pretty much predict when someone's going to lose weight. Um, so it's just kind of something I've learned. And then obviously through working with real people, not sitting in a boardroom or, you know, in a, you know, doing like whatever, like really working hands on with a variety of different people, variety of different backgrounds, variety of different health issues. You really come to understand the questions that people have, what they need and the stuff that they need to work through in order to really lose that finally and forever, which is a lot of busting through old habits and making change. And it's a, it was a lot. And, you know, anyone else in my life who saw what I would do with my clients would be like, you're like, this is way too much also for the price I charge. But I was like all in, I'm like, it was, it was all day every day very intensely working with people um, who really want to make change and so this is a big part of this program is having these kinds of conversations Sorry, I'm just taking my running shoes off a big part of this conversation it's not the diet industry is all about befores and afters and that's it and, oh, it fucking pisses me off they eat less exercise more if you gain that weight back it's your fault it's the calories I, just, I was talking about Weight Watchers the other day they had the plateau and then rather than talking about how plateaus are normal and expected and it's your body taking time to get used to the weight that you've lost, they're like, if you're on a plateau, it means that you, you need to eat less calories. If you're on a plateau, it means that you're not moving your body enough. If you're on a plateau, then you know, you, you're not making choices. I was like, fuck you. Are you serious right now? You need to teach people that plateaus are simply the body taking time to adjust to their weight. You cannot lose weight and your body release fat and not have the body have to take time to adjust that. And that's a big part of set point theory. People have this theory that set point theory doesn't work. Now, they're just too impatient to figure it out. It absolutely works. Your body adjusts where it's happy. So if you can allow your body to take time to adjust to your new weight and make it happy by continuing to give it the resources it needs and not starve it and deprive it and force it and all that stuff, guess what? Your body recreates a new set point. Is it easy? No, it takes work. It takes like three months showing up, doing the work, right? Like you have to lose your weight in a healthy way, give the body what it needs and do all those things, but it's actually more than possible. So a big part of that is the mental stuff. I, you know, nothing bugs me when I do like a, Facebook thing and some joker who doesn't follow the, the the community or whatever comes in like oh you just eat less exercise more I'm like okay and then I go and look at their profile and like you know what I mean give me a break oh you're a real expert on this anyway I digress um so yes it's a big part of that I hear waves yes I'm in Bahamas um I don't know if you can see let me just turn around so if you can see, I don't know if you can see it, probably is, I don't know if you can see, but I'm in Bahamas, um, I'm at Atlantis, um, it's super fun, there was dolphins in the, in the, in the thing this morning, I went to go do our workout, and I had to pee, and the bathroom at the workout thing wasn't working, so you gotta go to Dolphin Cove, so I'm like, okay, whatever, I just thought it was the name of the place, and I go around, and I'm like, is that a freaking dolphin, and then I was like, is that another dolphin, and literally, I like go to the bathroom, and beside the bathroom is this like whole beach, and I know some of you might not be into dol dolphins things and stuff like that, I totally get it, but man, so dolphins are literally swimming right there. I was like, holy smokes, it's so cool. 
Anyways, uh, last night I got caught in traffic problems while I should have been having supper. I, I had leftover veg snack and olives in the car, so I tried to split, split supper and eat protein and leafy greens when I got home. Was there a better way to achieve my, my meal requirements? Joy, I love this. You know, the, the fact that you were thinking about it, right? Like, and you probably were maybe a little hungry and thought about what you need to do. And like, rather than I'm going to starve myself till I get home, I'm going to make do with what I have. I, to me, that's perfect. You were mindful. You tried to like, you know what I mean? Still give your body what it needs. Like, I, I think that's perfect. I think even if you, if you didn't have anything and you had to eat dinner late, we also don't want you to go into bed hungry either, right? Like no one wants you starving when you go to bed because that's not going to help you sleep. So sometimes you do end up getting home late and then you've got to have a little something, something. This is where you might want to think, um, not a dinner. You know, like if you think about it, the concept of these larger meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, were something that we created as a society to be social. I'm not, I'm not slamming there's nothing wrong with them, but your body doesn't need a significant amount more food at lunch than it does any other time of day. And it definitely doesn't need a significant large meal at night when your body's winding down. Like I love dinner, don't get me wrong, sitting around the table with your family and your kids, there's so much value in that. But does your body actually need a larger meal at the end of your day? No, not really. So this is where you could think, you know, I just need a little something something to take the edge off sometimes people like think snacks like nuts or whatever nuts are too hard to digest in the evening like that's why they're in there at three or four o'clock time because they're hard to digest so I wouldn't do that but maybe it's some leftovers from dinner if your family's already eaten dinner there's a few leftovers but you might not be into eating a whole meal so don't think like you have to eat the whole meal or you could have the snacks like you had whatever you had left over and then just came home and had a little bit of chicken or something from whatever was dinner do you know what I mean you don't have to put the, the dinner you don't have to put the chicken in the thing and the whatever because you had some you had some veggies you had some all, all olives which are good fat right so all you need is a little bit of protein so maybe if you weren't all that hungry when you got home you could just have like whatever the protein is from your meal right the fact that you're not not eating it all in one portion that's you know same same as long as you're giving the body what it needs uh, what kind of juice can we have um i'm not a fan of drinking juices it's like it's not it's not eating a fruit it's not the same thing so you don't get the fiber you don't get the same nutrients so juice is just kind of juice so treat it as extra go for whatever juice you want I definitely obviously the more you can minimize your liquid sugars which is what juice is I'm not trying to villainize juice not at all um, but we're trying to decrease the amount of insulin your body is using a day or have got has gotten used to using portion wise because that's when your body feels satisfied so um, I would really minimize juice, but if you want to have, you know, an orange juice or a mimosa, you know, have a mimosa in the morning, have a mimosa in the morning. I just wouldn't make a habit of drinking juice every day. I wouldn't. So I used to work at this gym and there was this juice bar there. And I don't like talking in calories. I don't. But to give you an example, I was trying to lose weight. And this was the early when I was trying to lose weight because, and I was eating less and exercising more. And I was like, so there's this juice bar. And I got into, this was like early, early, early before I really got into foods and how to affect your body and insulin and all that kind of stuff. And I would go work out this hard, hard workout. And I'd like be working to the point where I'd feel like barfing. Then I come out and I get this big juice. It was so yummy. Carrot, ginger, um, whatever. And it was so good. And then the, 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 I got to know the juice bar guy, um, Ali, and uh, he'd be like, Bibs, you know, you're drinking these big juices every day. And he's like, I know, I hear you talk about trying to lose weight. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, do you know how many calories are in that juice? And I'm like, no, how many? He's like, 2,000. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, Bibs, 2,000, about 2,000 calories. You know, like you're in there busting your ass, burning off 600, you know, and you're, dr you're drinking about 2,000. I was like, holy 
So then I, mark my, I cut it down. Again, I'm not into calories. It's not about that. But that's a lot of sugar that I was like, you know, jacking up my insulin levels. And I cut that shit out. I still like a good juice every now and then. But so we don't really recognize, you know, and juice is just like you're trying to lose weight and you're drinking juice. You know, and again, I'm not vilifying fruits and I'm not vilifying sugar or any of those things. But you definitely want to minimize your juice. I have a 10-day girls week vacation coming up in October. I'm a little worried about the food part. Don't be. Don't be. Food on vacation is so easy. Um, food choices aren't going to be up just up to me, so I'm going to do my best. I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to focus on the sun and the friendship and the laughter. Yes, as opposed to worrying about the food. Please don't. I can't wait, and I will have a little Gina on my shoulder telling me to go have fun, eat all the stuff, um, and another little <laughs> Jean will be on the other shoulder trying to make this some better choice. Okay, I love this. Um, I love this. So, so get up and do a workout. You know what I mean? Not that you're trying to offset the alcohol, but you're going to get up, you're going to feel good. You know what I mean? And then you're going to be in the right frame of mind where you're going to make food choices. Or sleep in because you never get to do that. That's fine too. Um, here's the, more than the choices that you're making on your trip because sometimes making a choice that makes you feel good is having the margaritas. It's eating the lobster quesadilla like I had yesterday. I pretty much ate the whole thing. It's, it's having the stuff. that may, if, if you don't ever get to do that, you might want to do that. But if you get to the point where you physically, it's taking away from your good time because you physically just don't feel well. Like I wish that we could eat the things and not feel like, crap after but if it gets to a point where you're indulging and then you're just not feeling great so then you just want you don't want to dance all night long you just want to like go to bed and lie in bed you know you don't want to like you, do you know what I mean um so I think it's make, making choices that make you feel good is more than just like eating the things gonna make me feel good what's actually gonna physically make you feel good I like swimming so yesterday um we had the lobster quesadillas we did all that again I'm not trying to work off the food or nothing like that but so I get in the water and I, I'm swimming around everyone else is literally in the pool standing there drinking and I'm like swimming around everybody and I'm like doing like the push-ups on the thing and the you know back to the gun thing I don't give a shit what people think like I, I'm in there and if the, if the pool's only four foot deep or something like that it wasn't even like a big deep pool but so there I am and and the girls were like oh you really like you're doing like things and I'm like yeah like uh, to me I love being in the water I love moving my body I love being more active so I, I do make a point so like maybe while everyone's standing there drinking the margaritas in the pool like or wherever you go like do a couple laps um that can always work get up early do for a walk but more than that more than that it's all about the airport or the way there so we get into this vacation mindset and then we stop drinking the water we grab the coffee we grab the muffin we eat the things on the way there and then think when i get there i'm gonna like you know make a choice as you know i would hold off on that what while you're trying to get to your destination try to make the best choices you possibly can because what happens when we're traveling especially if you're flying is that the altitude sucks the water out of you and then when you eat the things at the airport or whatever then you you, you get you get you get constipated you in your low water and then you start craving sugar and your bowel movements are off and that's just make, makes you not feel good from the get right so so to me it's about getting to the destination keep your shit together until you get to the destination and then then when you get there you're gonna feel good so try to get that water up whatever you are and then from there make choices that make you feel really good and have the best time my goodness um, have the best time have the best time been thinking about this a lot this week trying to stay positive that I'm going to eat with mindfulness instead of stressing about what I'm eating yeah so this weekend is Thanksgiving around here so I will not be going live on Monday so a heads up on that I know some of you are nervous I'm not nervous for you I'm not nervous you can't mess it up even if you go eat all the things there's nothing you can do as long as you get right back at it like honestly you can't mess it up we don't go back we don't repeat we just keep moving forward I would like bring bring your mindfulness game like this is really an opportunity to learn 
learn about how your choices are affecting you, how your mindset affects you. Like what kind of mindset do you go into? Like immediately thinking the pie, the thing, and then immediately ragging on yourself. Oh my God, I'm going to feel so fat. You feel fat already and you haven't even gotten Thanksgiving yet. Do you know what I mean? So this is really a cool opportunity because you want to lose your weight in a way that you could go Thanksgiving and Christmas and all the vacays and holidays and celebratory days and birthdays and all that shit and not be stressed out, not be stressed out. Have the thing, then get right back on track. You, that's something to be learned. You know, make choices that make you feel good. Something to be learned. Stay on plan. Do all the things. What people are saying to you. Something to be learned. You know, you. So, they, I know there's some of you who want to stay on plan, for lack of a better term, because I hate saying on plan, off plan. But you want to do all the things because you're, you know, maybe you're on a momentum, maybe you're on a roll, maybe you're finally feeling better than you have in a while, and you really want to do this. And Thanksgiving comes around every year, and you're like, I want to stick to my plan. But immediately you're worried about what other people are going to say to you. Well, how come you're not having this? How come you're not having that? What are you doing? So for some of you, showing up and making choices that make you feel good that could be the hardest part you're not so easier said than done to stay on the plan during thanksgiving when everyone's got eyes on you is that all you're eating looking at your food do you know what i mean you're not having any this you're not having any that you're not having any pie have the pie then you gotta deal with food pushers right people who are like have some pie what's wrong with you you look great you don't need to lose weight have the pie have the pie have the pie um anyway there's a lot there's a lot to keep in mind this weekend um but i really don't want any of you stressing about anything it's not it's honestly not worth it we got so much time left to lose a lot of weight. We honestly do. So much time uh, left to lose a lot of weight. Let me fucking scroll down. Jet like, hi, Stacy is really kicking me ass. I feel like my body is all over the map, just staying the course and the scale is cooperating. Yeah, so jet lag is really about dehydration. That's the biggest thing. To me, it's not even time change. I mean, you have that internal body clock and this is what we were, when we did that great se uh, session with Atlanta again, you guys, if you haven't seen it, it's a great session. She talked about your body time clock is the same always, which is why when we said that, set the clocks back or move them forward it kind of messes us up because we have that same internal clock right so but definitely staying hydrated will make a big difference especially when it comes to jet lag for sure food pushers i'm struggling with being faced with not so good food choices but delicious and the battle in my brain to make the right decision it's like angel and the devil on your shoulder it's a mental battle yes so i trish Trisha, I love that you are aware of this. So you're aware of this. You know that it's happening. So go in there with that and be like, this is cool. Like, what am I doing? I'm like thinking about this. I'm thinking about that. I want to have this good choice. You'll really start to realize your, your dialogue, your internal dialogue. And when you realize what you're dealing with, then this is where it makes so much easier to make change. And and that if, that if all else, even if you eat all the things, if you were aware of how you are feeling physically, mentally, all of that, that's such a win. That battle, this is going to be your thing. That battle that you have, right? Like the not so good food choices, I want to have it. But then if you have it and then you get on yourself about it, like that's not a treat. That's not, you're not enjoying that. That thing's not bringing you joy. Do you know what I mean? Like two seconds to eat it and then five hours of kicking your ass over it, you know? So these are the things we constantly do and I, you just freaks me out. <laughs> I'm like, who's, who's lurking on me? I had the team is telling me I got to go. It's time. Um, so, you know, this is, this, is a, this is a win already. The fact that you're aware of this being the battle that you're having. Because, again, finally and forever weight loss. It's not just physically losing it. It's reconciling all of our thoughts and the way we think and all of that. I got to go, everyone. Uh, I'm going to be back tomorrow. Uh, I'll be back. <laughs> I think. No, I'll be back tomorrow. I'm back tomorrow, which is Friday and Saturday. And then um, Monday, I'll be off. So Thanksgiving, I, I won't be around. Uh, words, of, words of wisdom. Read over that maximize post really the, the maximizing I just love maximizing the whole conversation all the things that you can do um there's a lot of balls I think that's the theme of today is all these balls that we're constantly juggling while we're trying to lose weight not just counting weighing measure like that like, yeah we don't do that but we do all these other things so kind of having that that, that maximizing post like just kind of 
go through check check am i doing this am i doing that am i doing all the things they're all going to become second nature like all these things that you're trying to juggle and do that you're just going to they'll become second nature especially asking those four questions but pull out that maximizing post so many people are like what can i do what can i do at the very least if you know that you are doing all the things and you're doing all the things and then it's just the body it just probably just needs time at the end of the day uh remember that we will turn these pod, uh, these into podcasts you can find on any of our platforms so if you're driving this weekend and you've missed some of the lives you can download them and then listen while you're in the car or traveling um remember if i didn't get your question pop it over on the question of the day page pinned to the top and the team will answer there have an amazing day everyone and i'll see you tomorrow bye planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.